When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Sharp Money. I'm your host, Amal Shaw, alongside Jared Smith. We've got a great post-Christmas show for you. Hope you had a fantastic holiday. Tons of NFL to get to. We've got live college football going on. I know Jared's got a, a sweat going on right now already taking place in the Motor City between Minnesota and Bowling Green. We'll get into that. We'll recap the action from the NFL yesterday. We'll get into who is the MVP in the NFL. Also, fantastic guest coming up today, Mike Pritchard, the former National Football League player. He'll be joining us, a VEASAN host. And then, of course, Mike Randall, Chief Content Officer at FTN. You see him on our network every week here with Patrick and I. He does a tremendous job on his plays. We'll get his picks. We'll have him on for a couple of segments today. Can't wait to get into that. But, Jared, it's great to have you yeah. alongside. Looking forward to talking a ton of NFL and college football today. I mean, this is such a great week. And I think this week and Thanksgiving week, like, obviously, family and all the, the, you know, the tidings and the holiday stuff. But in terms of sports, especially this week with the way that the NFL is kind of climaxing Christmas weekend and into New Year's, it really is the most wonderful time of the year. You're absolutely right. Right now, I know you've got Minnesota in this game. Yeah. Quickly update everybody who may not be able to watch the game currently. I'm sure there's a ton of people with action. Game started at 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 Pacific time. Minnesota was initially about a three-point favorite with a total of 39. It went up in terms of the total of about 41.5 to 42. And we saw the line come down. And people yeah. were betting Bowling Green late in this one. But you decided to go with the team from the Big Ten who just added a field goal. And now they lead 9-7. Yeah, I went. So we got a relatively cheap money line price towards the end of this little steam on Bowling Green. So I jumped in. I didn't, I didn't feel fully comfortable laying. Definitely not laying three and a half. Um, but laying three, eh, money line price felt a lot more safe with the Minnesota team that um, is not very keen on scoring points. But I think the key for me here, Amal, is you look at this game and, and you try to find those little edges, those little motivational angles. I, I think Minnesota missing a ton of starters, but they have their star running back. Bowling Green actually is without a couple of their key pieces. Yeah. So, so that was certainly noteworthy in this game. You take a, you know, a handful of starters off a Big Ten team, they feel like a MAC team. So to me, this was an evenly matched game. I didn't mind laying about 30, 35 cents on the money line. And the, the, the motivation edge that I really saw here when Bowling Green went into Minnesota two years ago and won as a 31-point underdog, I bet P.J. Fleck circled that and remembered it. And my guess is that's why you're seeing Minnesota defensively play with a little bit of edge since that opening drive touchdown. Yeah, I'll tell you what, this team defensively has been solid all year long. The boat rowers right now with the slim two-point lead. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you posted on that one. But, Jared, let's go back to yesterday on Christmas Day. And, again, like I said earlier, hope everyone had a nice and safe, enjoyable holiday. But what a day. Let's start with the local team from Las Vegas who goes on the road to Arrowhead Stadium with a 20-14 win, and they were catapulted by their defense with two defensive scores in about a two-minute stretch in that second quarter. And then after that, the Kansas City Chiefs decided we're just going to coast into the New Year's. Yeah, I, the under still hitting in that game for me was I, I, after the second pick six or fumble six or defensive score in back-to-back -back plays. I, I basically tore my ticket up. Um, but 
No, it, it, I think the Raiders' defense really showed you why they can be a unit that can keep them in games. Now, obviously, offensively is the reason that they're sub-500 this year, but I, I think you look at their defense. I mean, it, it, it is a top 10. It feels like a top 10 type of unit. Definitely a top 10 pass rush, and we know the pass rush is the great equalizer, but a lot of people more... Probably more people want to talk negatively about the Chiefs than positive about the Raiders after this game, but I think Vegas deserves their flowers, too. I would agree with what you said there. I think a lot of people are looking at it more from a negative perspective yeah. on Kansas City, but I want to point out something very quickly. I saw during the game there was a 21.5 point total starting for the second half for Kansas City, so that means they would have had to score 14.5 in the second half. This is now the eighth game of the season where the Kansas City Chiefs have scored 21 points or less throughout the course wow. of the season. I don't think a lot of people are aware of that when you look at this Chiefs team. They have not been great offensively. They've had some outputs early on, but yeah. since that point in time, you look at it, they have really struggled in some spots. Not a great offensive team, and they continue to struggle. Yesterday, 14 points. Against the Bills, they put up 17. Against the Packers, 19. Against the Eagles, it was 17. Miami, 21. The Broncos, 9 points. The Broncos, again, 19 points. I mean, this has not been a, a Jaguar, 17. The Lions, 20 points. You look at it consistently. I don't know if it's the fact that they've got Matt Nagy in charge, whether they're <laughs> missing Eric Bieniemy. Maybe people in Washington would disagree with that. But when yeah. you look at this Chiefs team offensively, the running game has been inconsistent. And I'll tell you one thing that was my takeaway yesterday. If you are starting a franchise and you want to get a defensive player, I get how great Aaron Donald is. He's a future Hall of Famer. I'm going to tell you right now, I'd give up two first-round picks for Max Crosby. Oh. That guy has a motor star that is Absolute limitless. Star. It is unbelievable what he's able to do for this team defensively. Being and, and, again, I think the biggest key here is because of where these teams are in the standings, we're not going to talk as positively about the Raiders as we're yeah. going to talk as negatively about the Chiefs. That's just the nature of our business. Las Vegas is not a Super Bowl contender. The Chiefs still are. And I think a lot of people, it's, it's Mahomes. It's going to be a sticking point. It's Kelsey. It's, it's, it's Taylor Swift. It's everything that goes along with the Chiefs. To your point, nobody wants to play the Raiders defense right now. I, I, and I think you go back to what Mahomes is at this current stage. I need to see a little bit more leadership. I need to see a little bit more calm. Like, go listen to Brock Purdy's press conference after last night when he wore it. And I know a lot of the interceptions weren't his fault, but still count the same. Yep. He took a lot of accountability, and I think that's – we haven't seen that from Mahomes on the sidelines yet this year. It's angry, it's upset, and it's, it's not leadership qualities. And, again, not to take anything away from Vegas because I think they won that game just as much as the Chiefs lost it. But, man, there's a lot of questions, a lot of national media questions that are going to be asked this week about Mahomes and this Chiefs offense going forward. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. A lot of concerns in Kansas City from an offensive standpoint. The running game has been non-existent. Pacheco missed the previous game. Now he's back in the lineup. And then, of course, you've had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's been in witness protection for the last year and a half despite injuries having injuries, too. Yeah, well, you injuries know, they're all banged so, up now. Hey, you're absolutely right about that. Go ahead, White. I have a question for you guys. Yeah, what do you got, bud? And, and, and Merry this, Christmas. This, Merry bud. Christmas. I hope everyone had a Merry yeah. Christmas. Happy holidays. For the Raiders, this is staring them right in the face. They screwed it up two years ago with Rich Basaccia, who I thought should have yeah. got the head coaching job. This has got to be Antonio Oh, Pierce's I tweeted that right? yesterday. I think yes. It's a done deal. Yeah, oh, it's, I, yeah, it's a done deal. You I, kidding I me? You, you want a mutiny it. here? They went into <laughs> Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. I'm just, I'm, just just trying, the Chiefs. I'm just trying to eliminate the teams that could potentially try to steal Jim Harbaugh, so I'm going to knock off the Raiders I there. Think Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers are a perfect match. No, but I don't think it's going to happen, though. You don't? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to leave me. If they leave win the – let's leave it at this. If they win the national title this year, you think he goes off into the sunset? I think even more so. Well, you're more plugged into Michigan than me. Well – I, I just think, don't you think if they win the national championship, look, they lose about 40 graduates and transfers, and I think if you're Michigan at this point in time, potentially with NCAA uh, That's sanctions That's the scenario I see. I it. think he walks away. But I, if they don't win the national title, you think he stays? I don't think I don't Harbaugh think so. is going to put Michigan so no in a bad spot. What's that, I sorry? don't think Harbaugh will put Michigan in a bad spot of leaving them. Win, I love how he asked us about Antonio Pierce when we saw him. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I went that. But I don't think, I don't think uh, Harbaugh, with his love for Michigan, is going to put them in a bad spot. I don't know what's going to happen with Harbaugh. I, I honestly, I, I can't predict him. I can't predict him. We'll see. Well, well, you know what? Listen, we talked about the deficiencies, deficiencies with the Chiefs. The Raiders yeah. played excellent football yesterday. They deserve all the credit for 100%. that victory yesterday. You talked about Jim Harbaugh. Let's talk about a quarterback who looked like Jim Harbaugh last night, and that was Brock Purdy. <laughs> Didn't play particularly great. Four INTs, and then Sam Darnold with another one there with a fifth one. But I thought yeah. it was the relentless, relentless pursuit of the Baltimore Ravens defense. They showed how good they are and what they're capable of in this postseason. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people like myself and anointed the San Francisco 
Francisco 49ers the best team in the NFL? Tell you what, the Ravens said not so fast. They're the best roster in the league, but yes, you, have correct. To, you have to play the games. And coaching matters, intangibles matter, and I think Lamar Jackson is at the peak of where he is right now as a quarterback in terms of seeing things, the coaching he's receiving from Munkin. It took about two months yeah. for that offense to kind of gel, and now you're seeing him understand, okay, this is the time for me to be the superhero, and then this is the time for me to take the check down to Gus Edwards that goes for 35 yards. Like, it just seems like it's all kind of lighting up green for them, and they, they are an impossible like, matchup offense like how do you defend that and that's where I think a lot of teams in the AFC are gonna have challenges going forward on the other side for San Francisco listen Sam Darner walked onto the field last night ice cold and moved it right down and scored a touchdown so the 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 biggest question about Brock Purdy for me was is another quarterback with similar skill set does he have the ability to run that offense and I think the answer is probably yes maybe Brock does a few things better but when you're comparing MVP candidates to Brock and to LMR, like you watch that game, and I know the interceptions weren't all his fault, but it's obvious who the best player in the field is. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> with you there. I like what you said about Brock Purdy. He does a tremendous job for what the 49ers need, yeah. but I think you can make an argument there's a lot of other players that could potentially do the same thing from San Francisco's yeah. point of view. Christian McCaffrey still a very effective running back. He, we see what he's capable. He goes for 14 for 103. But in terms of the MVP, Jared, how much of a hit from your perspective did Brock Purdy take last night with the four turnovers and the Niners. Yeah. I know they lost by 14, but the reality was this thing was over mid-third quarter. Yeah, I don't think Brock can win the I, Honestly, I think the Niners are eliminated from MVP contention. I don't think Brock can win it. I, I don't think a, a player's ever won an MVP award with four picks in one game in a season. I, 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 I saw that floating around Twitter. It might not be confirmed, obviously confirmed. It, it sounds right. It's rare that a quarterback has that many turnovers in one game and is still considered the MVP. And I know they're fluky, but that was a bad hit. And I think for McCaffrey, I just think it, the, like the deck is stacked against him in this yeah. award. Like this is a quarterback award, and he would have needed to be exceptional for the entire block of the season. I think there's just enough inconsistency for Lamar or Tua, and it sets the, it sets the stage for Tua this week. You want to bet the Dolphins this week? It's a good spot for him, right? Short week for Baltimore. The better bet is to, to win MVP because if they go bananas and beat Baltimore, he's going to maybe jump. Christian, maybe even jump Lamar. So I, I think you, you, you avoid the non-quarterbacks in this market. I think Brock, unfortunately, eliminated himself last night. I would agree with you there. Let's take a look real quickly before we go to commercial. The odds on the MVP currently as they are, Lamar Jackson minus 160, CMC 4-1. to You mentioned 2 at 10-1. And now Brock Purdy falls all the way down to 12-1. to A couple of their names that have been bandied about. Uh, mm -hmm. Dak Prescott at 20-1. to Tyreek Hill at 22-1. to So I think they've fallen down. I'll tell you, when we come back on the other side, two things to be cautious about why you should be cautious about betting the Dallas Cowboys this week and why Lamar Jackson right now at minus 160 is a great great bet that'll be on the other side when sharp money returns witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. 
OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Looking to bet smarter? Then VSIN has the perfect holiday gift for you. Sign up for our holiday special today and get VSIN Pro access to everything we do now through May 1st for only $79. Sign up today and get unlimited access to daily best bets, exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, and 24 7 video, plus all our betting guides and the best bets for all college bowl games, the Super Bowl, and March Madness. Don't miss out on this limited time holiday offer. Visit VSIN.com forward slash subscribe to sign up for our holiday special now. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Sharp Money. I'm Amal Shaw along with Jared Smith. Wyatt Tomchek filling in for Dustin Sweetelson, doing a great job despite his Michigan bias. But I want to tell you one thing real quick before we get into college football a little bit later on in the show. I talked about before we went to break why Lamar Jackson at minus 160 is a great bet to win the MVP right now. Because as you alluded to, Jared, you made a great point. If Tua has a banner game and they win that one, you'd look at him as a potential contender with them getting, if they beat Buffalo in the final week of the regular season, the one overall seed in the AFC, yep. I think he would wind up with it. However, if you're like me and you believe the Ravens, who are a four-point favorite on Sunday at home at M&T Bank, are going to win that game, they're about minus 180 to 190 on the money line. Yep. Lamar's a shorter favorite. They win this football game. You will not see Lamar Jackson in week 18 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Agreed. And I think this is a safer play than even that one. If Miami wins the game, let's say they run the ball effectively on the sure. Ravens defense, but Tua doesn't have a fabulous game. Yeah. I think Lamar is going to still win a second MVP. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And, and I two, week, two weeks ago, I kind of saw this path, right? And sometimes when we get late in the year, you can kind of see, oh, wow, like the schedule is kind of stacked for this team to be that trend up team. And when you saw it was such a great sell-high spot for Dallas after the Eagles game yep. in Buffalo. And that was like the ideal, okay, Dak's now the MVP favorite, but you still got Purdy there, you still got Lamar there, too, and a couple of other candidates kind of still hanging around there. Is there someone behind Dak, right? When It's like betting a horse race. You're trying to unseat the favorite. Yep. With three weeks left in the season, you saw that letdown spot for Dallas and Buffalo. Okay, well, now Dak's the MVP favorite. That's crazy. There's someone else there. Lamar stood out to me. It was 7-1 to at the time, and the reason why is because you get the loss from Dak, and then you get the two primetime games, Jacksonville-San Francisco, where it was, right, the destiny. They control their own destiny. Lamar goes out, performs in those two games. That's it. The market flips right there, and it's all in front of them. So at this stage, it is as simple as if the Ravens can beat the Dolphins and get the number one seed, that's it. Lamar is the MVP, and that's why that bet makes a ton of sense if it's shorter than the money line price for Baltimore this yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. To your point, and I love what you just said. They win this game. They're going to rest, guys. Harbaugh has done 100%. that in the past, especially against a team like Pittsburgh. They're going to be fighting for their postseason lives. You're not going to risk your postseason, even though you want to shut down a rival and potentially prevent them from making the it's playoffs. True. And you mentioned CMC. Look, the last running back to win this award was uh, – Adrian Peterson yeah, in 2000 years ago. Yeah, yeah. 2000 was it 13 or 12? I don't or remember the exact year. 10 years ago, yeah, something yeah. like that. I think it was, it was 2012. 2012. So 11, okay, so 11, 11 years ago. Thank years you. ago. It's, it's a quarterback award. It, it I, I is. Think you're fighting an uphill battle. And I, I, Chris McCaffrey is a fantastic player. He's going to win Offensive Player of the Year. But you're you're basically betting. It's like betting a closer to win Cy Young. 
you're like you're fighting an uphill battle. I think that might be the best analogy I've heard <laughs> when it comes to winning the MVP. Yeah. It's a great point. Like people were talking about Marvin Harrison for the Heisman. I'm like, he doesn't get no. opportunities in the punt game or the kickoff game. He's not going to win this thing. No. He has no shot. And I'm with you on that one. To, and you see the odds reflected on it. If you think CMC is going to win it at four to one, I know he's been great, but that loss last night stings and it stays and people remember it. Right? Monday night football. They don't have the, the showcase. They play the commanders and the Rams the last two weeks, and it's just they don't have that showcase. The showcase for Lamar with those two primetime games at the climax of the NFL season on Christmas night, that is why he and, – and he – just because just you're getting the opportunities doesn't mean you're going to win it. He performed on that stage. That's it. That's what the MVP is. I thought the play he made where he scrambled for 30 yards I mean, it just kind of showed you what his greatness is and yeah. how difficult it is to stop the Ravens. And I think this team hosting – potentially two games in the playoffs. And I think in the NFL now, having that one bye week is such an advantage over your competition because you're the only Massive. team in each conference. Absolutely, right? If you're Massive. looking at the Niners right now, they're sitting at Especially 11 a team and that's banged up like Baltimore. Absolutely. Perennially, chronically injured like Baltimore. Well, what an advantage is. And then you got those two dudes at linebacker, Roquan Smith, the acquisition they brought in from the Bears a couple years ago. And then, of course, Patrick Queen as well. I think this team's going to be dangerous. That's why I think Lamar right now is still a good bet at minus 160. The yep. only thing you might have to say is I've got to tie my money up for a short duration. But remember. That is true. For like a 20, 30 cent gain, you have to manage that on your own. Yeah. yeah that's your bankroll management if you're willing to tie that money up for, what is it, a month? Probably, yeah, we're going to the, the weekend before, of the Super yeah, Bowl. So I think about it's a Saturday weeks. night or so before the Super Bowl. That'll be six here in weeks. Las Vegas. Yeah, six but weeks. again, to me, if it's a bet you believe confidently is going to win, I, agree. I think the Ravens could lose the game. Lamar could play spectacularly well, and Tua doesn't have a great game, but they have a great running game with Mozart and A-Chain, and that could potentially still impact the market in terms of Lamar still winning from a positive standpoint. I want to switch gears and go back real quickly yesterday to the Eagles-Giants game. And sure. then I'm going to tell you why you should be very cautious about betting Dallas this weekend. Eagles eke out a win. I thought Jalen Hurts on the play where Dallas Goddard slips down and we see uh, Dory Jackson take it back for a pick six. Yeah. Really changed the game, allowed the Giants to get back in it. Philly had an opportunity in this game to be able to really pull away. And what a huge mistake, though, Hurts made at the end of the first half where he didn't go out of bounds. They get yeah. three points thanks to the delay game penalty by the Giants. Yep. But it seems like right now Philadelphia is making mistakes and kind of shooting themselves in the foot. But they're playing such weak competition towards the end of the season that it won't matter for the division. Yeah, I, and they play the Cardinals this week and then yeah. the Giants again next week. So yeah. I, I almost I almost sent this out yesterday that it doesn't really – like. The Eagles are in preseason right now. Yes. Like, it, it, to me, us coming up with any, you know, strong opinions on this team based on what we're seeing now is just, it's really tough to do because it's hard to get up for these games knowing where Philly was last year, right? And I always say one of my favorite motivational angles for any team in the futures market is the runner-up theory. Yeah. I, I always love, and I remember I cashed big on this the year that the Royals won the World Series. It, it, they were the runner-up last year to the Giants, and they saw Madison Bumgarner celebrate on their field, and they were like, not this year. And they went into New York, and they was, I think, you're a Mets fan, right, Wayne? Oh, God, fan? no, I'm a Brady fan. Don't we have a Mets fan that... Dustin, Dustin, Dave Ross. Dave Ross yeah. are the Mets yeah, fans. That was, a rough, that was a rough World Series for the Mets. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Royals the, in five. Yeah, Royals really in easy. five. The, the, the runner-up theory is, is full effect for the Eagles because I think, mentally speaking, they are about as tough as a team as it gets. I think people are going to question Jalen Hurts' leadership qualities. That's fair. You, you, did you see what Patrick Mahomes, the hissy fits Patrick Mahomes has been throwing yeah. on the sidelines for the last month? Like, leadership-wise, I think the Eagles are about as tough as it gets. So I am not going to judge or grade them based on what I saw yesterday or this week or next week. The only thing that matters is they're probably not going to get the one seed, unfortunately. The only thing that matters is that first playoff game and how they look in that game. And they're probably going to be a big favorite in that game, but who knows? Maybe they're not based off of the opponent and how things shake out. If they fall in the standings over the next two weeks, you never know. But my guess is they're going to be a touchdown plus favorite in their first playoff game. That's the point where the, the where the opinion really matters. Yeah, I, if nothing changes right now, they'd face off against the Seattle Seahawks in that first round game yeah. right now as it sits. But that could change. Yeah. And depending on where the Rams and the Seahawks kind of finish up, and who That'd else will watch the playoffs? A rematch of the game from a few weeks ago, where Seattle or last uh, week, where Seattle. Yeah. Won. Do you start uh, Drew Locke if that's the case? No, God no. Well, I, I, I love Drew Locke. He's got a confidence. I love him up. too, but you gotta go with Gino, right? I. 
I'm not a Geno Smith neither, guy. Neither am I, but that's the guy that kind of puts you in that spot. I think True Lock gives you some mobility. Sure. I, I just think he's got a better arm. Uh, you but start I, with Geno, and then you go to Lock late if you need a spark. That's a fair yeah. point, right? We, yeah. You know, we've seen teams do that in the past. Yeah. We saw yesterday the Giants bring in Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. What a Which was a good move. Yeah, that was, that was a right. fantastic move. Is this, so, the, is this the end of the uh, Tommy DeVito era? Yes. I, 15 yeah. minutes of fame. We've hit minute 16 He needs to now. send a big thank you present to uh, – uh, Joe Barry, the Packers defensive coordinator, for giving them such a that week of just everybody loving. Well, here's DeVito the question: and, and doing this, I, I heard that you know he, the 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 restaurant canceled the uh, the appearance because yeah. he doubled the fee. Does he reduce the fee now? Reduce? Well, he he's got, he's, no, no. <laughs> did you not hear? He actually went to Good the restaurant him. for free. Good for oh, he's love like that. oh, there, there was a mix up. If I if I read love it right, he, he I, I he didn't did right. see that story. Good for him. Yeah, I, I saw that he didn't fee, go because they raised the fee. The now fee was initially ten thousand. He was going to get paid, and then they were asking for twenty thousand. <laughs> bring and, it back uh, down a little bit. Yeah, now. <laughs> I mean, you got to sell a lot of pies to be able to make up for ten thousand dollars. I don't know about that. Listen, give him credit for showing up for free. But you know, the reason why I brought up the Dallas Cowboys is they play against. We'll get to Jared's situation here in a second. What a terrible. Interception that might be returned for a touchdown here. It looks like it. No, not Well, not they're in quite. business. It's going to be Bowling Green ball first and 10 at the 15-yard uh, line Battle of the Minnesota. quick lane ball at noon on a, on, a Monday, or on a Tuesday here. Well, these are the kinds of games sometimes, unless you love them. I know Jared had a strong position on Minnesota, unless you love them to stay away from. I agree. But in reference, getting back to the Cowboys, yeah. if I'm Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys, look, Philly's a game ahead of you in the standings. They play the Cardinals and they play the Giants. Unless they're going to lose to the Giants in the final regular season game, then you could win the division. But I have to tell you, I don't think they're going to lose that game. I think they'll play better. What The game was not really as close as the final score indicated. There were some bad turnovers Agreed. by Philly. But to me, if I'm Dallas, I'm using these last two games as a bye. I'm getting everybody healthy. Yeah. I'm not taking a chance. You're playing a tough Detroit team who's trying to compete to get the one seed. Right now, we've got a three-way tie in the NFC. Let's get into that when we come back. We'll also get into the futures markets. But we'll tell you why. If you want to take a shot on Detroit or Philadelphia, right now might be a good opportunity to do just that. That'll be on the other side when Sharp Money returns here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You'll always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Welcome back into Sharp Money. I'm Amal Shaw alongside Jared Smith here. We're going to get into the NFC breakdown. We're also going to look at some of the NFL uh, betting awards right now and take a look at where you could potentially make some money. But before we get into that, Let's take a look at this NFC picture in terms of the playoffs. It looked like the 49ers were going to be the foregone conclusion to have home field advantage. The win potentially would could have culminated in a great opportunity for them last night if they had beaten the Ravens. That doesn't happen. Now you've got a three-way tie with the Niners at 11-4, Eagles 11-4, Lions at 11-4. Remember, the 49ers beat the Eagles head-to-head. They are currently still sitting as a one seed. Detroit is at a third seed, but... I mean, you look at this, the Niners have an opportunity with their schedule to be able to make some hay. But, Jared, if they don't win out for any reason, because the Rams have always played them tough, that last yeah. game is going to be in Santa Clara at Levi Stadium. Then all of a sudden you could see the Detroit Lions or the Philadelphia Eagles with the home field advantage again. And that changes, and to your point, like the math changes so much on the futures market based off of who has home field and who has the, the buy because – you're changing the denominator. You're changing the amount of games a team needs to win in order to, you know, win that particular bet. So you are going to see that market move dramatically if San Francisco slips up. The question is, would you rather just play those teams on the money line, the, like the, you know, the Rams or the Commanders, or would you rather take a chance on which one of these NFC teams maybe slips in? I, I still think, as much as I love this line story, yeah, I still think they're a cut below Detroit or San Francisco and Philly. Like I still, before the season started, I said there were four teams, two in each conference. Obviously, Philly, San Francisco, a, uh, NFC, San, uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City, and the AFC. Cincinnati with Burrow out. Kansas City hanging by a thread. You put Baltimore in that AFC North spot, replace them, and you can still put Ravens and, and Chiefs on the AFC side. On the NFC side, I still don't think there's another team that's done enough 
to unseat the other two Niners and Eagles, uh, you know, stalwarts there. So as much as I, I want to make a case for Detroit at 7-1, to one, I, I think you're chasing your tail if you're not investing in either San Fran or Philly to win this NFC. I would agree with you. I'd still give Philadelphia, the yeah. excuse me, San Francisco, the edge over Philadelphia. We saw them dismantle that team on the road at the link earlier this year. I want to quickly give you the schedule for the remaining team, for these three teams and what they have remaining. San Francisco is at the Commanders, then they host the Rams. You mentioned it earlier, Jared, the Eagles have uh, Arizona at home, and then they got to make that large, long trip over to the Meadowlands. Take about an hour to get over there. Yeah, right. And then, of course, the Detroit Lions now, they have a little bit more of a challenging schedule because they're at Dallas, and then they play the Vikings. So yeah. it will not be easy for the Lions to close out and potentially wind up with a one seed. But again, anything can happen in the NFL, but I still give the 49ers, they're in a great position right now. Yeah. I think the loss last night in the fashion in which it occurred surprised people. Yeah, I think, if anything, and, you know, I'm looking at DraftKings right now, it's 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 a four shot if you want to uh, lay it with the Niners to be the one seed. I, I think the market's kind of telling you that they're still the best team in this conference. They have the best roster. Last night's loss was jarring, but the Chiefs lost to the Bills last year. I know it wasn't late in the year. It was in October, and, and you saw what happened in the postseason. It seems like I, – I, I, I always ask myself this question. Is it a detriment to have your best game before the playoffs? Like – it, would the Ravens maybe be happier if they saved that game? Because that was the best we've seen the Ravens look, I think, maybe this season. I would agree and, with and, you. And it's, it's Christmas Day, and you don't win the Super Bowl on Christmas Day. And I credit Lamar for saying that, I think, last week. But it, that is a spot for San Francisco where you're never as bad as your worst loss. You're never as good as your best win. And if people are overreacting to the Niners losing that game, then, yes, that's creating value on them to win the NFC and to win the Super Bowl because if any – any immediate knock on the Niners based off of that game last night is creating some short-term value, I think. I would agree with you there. And just quickly clarify a little bit more on the NFC. Let's start with the NFC North. The Lions are the kings of the North. They've won the division, so don't have to worry about that if you're the Detroit Lions. In terms of the NFC East, again, Philadelphia, it appears will wind up with the tiebreakers in their favor as long as they beat the New York Giants. The Arizona game, really won't matter that much yeah. uh, because they need a bunch of teams on Dallas' schedule to win their games to be able to catapult them. That's the seventh tiebreaker that they had to go to potentially in the matchup between the Eagles and the Cowboys to differentiate. In the NFC West, it's the San Francisco 49ers. They've already won the division there. And then in the NFC South, it gets a bit <laughs> convoluted here, but a huge game. New Orleans goes to Tampa this weekend. Remember, the Buccaneers beat the Saints earlier this year, so an opportunity yeah. to get to 9-7 and seven for the Buccaneers. And you've got Atlanta, who's not playing particularly well. I know they won their last game against the Colts in dominant fashion. But this has been a team that's been inconsistent with Taylor Heineke or Desmond Ritter at the quarterback position. Put you on the spot real quick. Uh, I mentioned it. Buccaneers 8-7, and seven, Falcons 7-8, and eight, Saints 7-8. and eight. Who are you picking to win the NFC South? Definitely not Atlanta. It, I it, agree with you it, there. It, it, I think, and there were a lot of really, and I'm not a professional gambler. I don't do this for a living. This is what I do for a living. Talk to you fine folk and, and communicate what a lot of those people are doing and try to analyze it yeah. and make sense of it. Before the season started, some of the hardest smoke I heard in the, in the win total market was on the Falcons to the over. Everyone loved this Falcons team to the over. And when you looked at, obviously hindsight is 20-20, but it, it, it shouldn't have taken a rocket scientist to figure out that Desmond Ritter was not the guy very quickly, right? And, and that kind of eliminates, I think, where Atlanta is. So now it's Tampa Bay, New Orleans. I love this Baker story. Um, I, I just don't know if they deserve to be a $6 favorite to win this division because if they lose the game this week, things get very, very tight. In fact, they're, yeah, New Orleans plus 650 to win this division. They're a much significantly shorter underdog this week. And I don't know what the final week would have to, what would have to happen the final week of the season for Tampa Bay um, to falter. Do they have to lose both games down the stretch? Because right now they're a game back. I don't know what the tiebreaker situation between Tampa Bay and New Orleans, but let's say New Orleans wins that. They're a three-point underdog in Tampa this week. Let's say they win that game on the road. Right. Where does the tiebreaker fit? Because if that's the case, then plus 650 on New Orleans to win this division might be an intriguing bet. Yeah, Tampa right now comes in having won four in a row. Now, they do hold the tiebreaker over the, the Saints. So, so Tampa Bay has to lose both games yeah, this which, week and next week. Which one is against the Saints. And then Carolina. Remember, if they win this game against the Saints, Saints are eliminated because they have two wins yeah. over the Saints this year. And then they play at Carolina. You yeah. mentioned it. And, you know, to me, that's where the difference lies. It'll be a real challenge yeah. for this Buccaneers team to lose to Carolina based on the way they've played. Man. I mean, it, it just. That would be one of the bigger stories of the end of the year yes. if that collapse 
took place. But let's be honest, based on what we've seen in the last two weeks of NFL seasons past, it would not surprise me in the least if Tampa Bay loses these next two. And we've seen that happen in the final game of the regular season yeah. where teams all of a sudden you're not expecting it and then they fall by the wayside. So, Jared, quickly, I want to run through a couple of things in the betting market. I'm going to put you on the spot. Tell me who you would pick right now. Sure. NFL MVP, Lamar's minus 160, CMC 4-1, to Tua 10-1, to Purdy 12-1. to uh, Dyreek Hill 22 to 1, Josh Allen 14 to 1. I just threw him in there. I don't think Josh Allen should be in the mix. No. Um, but who would you bet on if you had to right now as where we sit on December 26th? I like your stance on Lamar. I have a 7 to 1 ticket on Lamar from two weeks ago, and I'm not hedging or selling anything. I am just taking Ravens this week. They get the win. I think Lamar's the guy. And I think based on the early market, move, market movement, that Baltimore line's creeping out just a little bit. Might even touch $2 by the time we get to game time. I would agree there. NFL Comeback Player of the Year. This one has really come yeah. down. Uh, I've been very uh, just vociferous on this one in terms of why I don't think it should be DeMar Hamlin. I agree with you. He's minus four dollars. Joe Flacco four to one. Baker Mayfield eight to one. Uh, two is twelve to one. Matthew Stafford twelve to one. Mm. Um, any particular person you would pick here or someone you have in mind? I think this is the hardest market to handicap. I be agree because I think comeback. It, right? Like, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It's just, it's such a hard, whereas MVP, it's a little more clear-cut. Team success matters a lot. Team success is completely meaningless in this award. It's all about how the voters view comeback. Is DeMar Hamlin's comeback not the most miraculous, amazing thing I've seen this side of the... It's, it's incredible. But does it really constitute a comeback player in the air when the dude's been on the field for, like, what? Like, like 25 or 30 snaps? Like, he just, he hasn't been on the field enough Whereas Flacco and Mayfield, you are the quarterback of teams. You weren't even on the, those teams last year. You are the quarterback of a team making an unheralded playoff run. In Tampa Bay's case, a divisional run. I, I just, in Baker's case, you are filling the shoes of Tom Brady. Like, to me, that is a much more, like, common sense way of saying comeback. Yeah. Because DeMar, as great as that comeback is, he hasn't been on the field. And that's what makes it hard for me. So I would say Flacco would be my guy right now. I would agree with that. I'll tell you, the guy that I've always kind of been in favor of is John Mechie. Overcame oh, leukemia. yeah. 14 catches, 145 yards. Not a tremendous uh, contribution. Field, it's exactly right. He's at least on the field. But from a player standpoint, and this is what I don't like about this award and why I think it's hard to bet. It doesn't distinguish what is the comeback from. Poor performance, uh, injury, overcoming something just life-altering. And so, to me, that's why it's a tough market to bet. I tend to yeah. agree with you on that. It's a market I stay away from. I, honestly, I'm with you. It, I, I, just, uh, yeah. I just think there's better markets in the awards Com situation. Completely agree with yeah. you. It's okay if you don't have enough time to answer this one. But sure. think about this one before we go to break. NFL Coach of the Year. I'm going to give Ooh. you the odds quickly. Dan Campbell, 175. Stefanski, 2-1. to one. Shane Steichen, 650. Mike McDaniel, plus 650. Uh, and D'Amico Ryans, plus 750. How about we do a tease and say I will give you an interesting take on the other side? Well, there was a guy I was vehement on. His odds have come down a ton, but there's one thing that may cause you to pause on him. We'll tell you that one on the other side when Sharp Money returns. You're watching Sharp Money here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHARP. The crown is yours. Welcome back into Sharp Money. I'm Amal Shaw alongside Jared Smith. We were talking about the NFL Coach of the Year market before we went to commercial, and I have to tell you, Jared, I kept on making a case for Kevin Stefanski. Oh, the yeah. only pushback on Stefanski would be he's already won this award. Yep. Dan Campbell's team is sitting at 11-4, and four, and here's the thing where I think now Campbell has a chance to win it. If they wind up as the one seed, I think Campbell gets the coach of the year. But Kevin Stefanski is on his fourth quarterback. He's on his second running back. This is a team that has been injury-riddled at two of the most important positions in the NFL, and they're sitting there at 10-5, and five, two games behind the Baltimore Ravens. And who would have thought in Week 15 that the Cleveland Browns, without Deshaun Watson, Having played Philip Walker, having played Dorian Thompson Robinson, <laughs> and bringing Joe Flacco off his couch would have a better record than the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I think Stefanski, and again, this is a, a this is like the mini comeback player of the year award in terms of really hard to kind of quantify yeah. where these coaches all stack up based off the historical precedent. First year, second year head coaches get like the quarterbacks do in the MVP market; they get the automatic boost just for being new and fresh and hot. So you put Campbell kind of in that mix. Stefanski's losing the luster. He's been there, I think, what, five years now, something yeah. like that. Uh, Steichen, I think, was a candidate, but the Colts have kind of faltered a little bit. I think McDaniel was a candidate, but I think Miami's faltered a little bit. Maybe if Miami wins this week and maybe if Miami's the one, that gets Mike McDaniel back into the mix. I, I, I thought D'Amico Ryans was like the clear-cut uh, winner here if the Texans won the NFC or AFC South. It doesn't look like that's going to happen now. So I, I do think it's Stefanski and Campbell, and maybe you give an outside chance to McDaniel if Miami can pull off the win this week. But I, I don't think you look anywhere else in this market. I got a quick. What about? And we were talking about how great they played last night. Twelve to one, John Harbaugh. The Ravens have dealt with so yeah. many injuries. He's been around here for so You're long. You're betting on a running back to win MVP, though. Like, he's been there forever. No, he's don't, won no, don't get me wrong. I think it should be Kevin Stefanski because you have four quarterbacks and you are 10-5 yeah. and five and could be – Tough know. to make a case for Harbaugh when you got Lamar as your quarterback. I, it's tough. I think he summarized it perfectly, right? You're not going to give the coach of the year to a guy who's already won a Super Bowl yeah. and you've got the league MVP. I, I, I think you, A two-time MVP. At yeah, that. yeah, yeah like, exactly, right? Like, like a two-time MVP. He's arguably MVP. the best quarterback of our generation not named Patrick Mahomes now if he wins a second MVP in, what, five years? Yeah, that, it's incredibly impressive what he's able to do. Look, yeah. Lamar's not a traditional quarterback, but his play makes yeah. it so difficult. I don't know if there's a player, going back to Michael Vick, 
that is more difficult, more elusive no. to track down than Lamar And he Lamar was Jackson. really the first. I remember that. I was I was young. I was yeah. in my teenage years when he was coming up watching Mike Vick. And were, I'm like, were you in Virginia at the time? Because I was. I was at Virginia. I wasn't at Virginia Tech, but I used to watch. He was unbelievable. I forget the year. What was the year that he was at Virginia Tech? It was 19, probably, well, 99 is, 90s, when they right? went, 99 is when they won that uh, play for the national championship. Was a freshman. I was a, I was a freshman in high school that year in 99. And, and Michael Vick was the first guy you'd sit there. I can tell you right now, for me, Lamar's yeah. comparable to this, not yeah. quite at the Vick level. I can say Michael Vick is probably— You think Vick's a better thrower? Maybe oh, a little deep ball. Not a even better close. Deep uh, thrower, right? He, can, he looked like he could take your head off with a laser, yeah. just right by your ear, like no problem. Michael Vick and he was, was a lefty, too. He was so fun to watch. I, oh, Michael man, Vick, I miss for me, Mike I've got Vick. a handful of guys like Percy Harvin, Peter Warwick, Reggie Bush. Oh, yeah. But Michael Vick was that guy who was like, Oh, Virginia yeah, Tech's yeah, playing? Yeah. you got to watch that game. Where Michael Vick's playing for the Falcons. Yep. I mean, like, you would see him just curl behind the line of scrimmage for 15 yards behind it and still keep a play alive, and these 300-pound guys are trying to chase him down. They got no shot. His eyes are down the field, and they were just throwing absolute laser. There's a great run. You can find it on YouTube where Vick had against the Vikings. In oh, the yeah, the touchdown, yeah, the, the overtime. Uh, overtime run. Well, the game yes. that stood out to me from the years of watching him when I was young was the playoff game in Green Bay. They yeah. beat Brett Favre. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's legit, huh? Uh, he is, I was oh, only like man. eight years old at the time, so it didn't Whoa. sting that bad. Woo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you you watch him, he's outstanding. But I, I get your point on Harbaugh, but I would push back. Yeah. To me, I it's an you, uphill battle it with is. Harbaugh, I think. Mike McDaniel, Shane Steichen are two guys have to be considered. If they yep. win their uh, – well, McDaniel still hasn't won the division, right? Because nope. if they lose this game to the Ravens, remember, everything is on the line. Against yeah. the Buffalo Bills. And by the way, Buffalo is a team you don't want to see in this postseason. But I think you can make an argument. Campbell plus 175, Stefanski 2-1, to one, Steichen plus 650, McDaniel plus 650. I think you can make an argument for all four of those I guys. And if you want to throw in D'Amico Ryan's a plus 750, if they find a way to eke out the division, yes. could be a one that's interesting as well. Probably at this stage, I'd have to look at what the division odds are. Yeah. But I, I think when you look at a lot of these coaches, yeah, so the so the Texans, exactly. The Texans are plus 380 at DraftKings to win the division. If they win the division, D'Amico Ryan's is going to be the coach of the year, I think. Or at least you can make a strong argument for that, a much stronger argument than you can if they don't win the division. So I think that's, you, you know, you look at the division market, Markets, the futures markets, you compare them to the individual awards markets. That's where you can try to find, because a lot of this stuff is correlated. Team success for the coach of the year, for the MVP matters a lot more than some of the other ones. So I, I think that would be an interesting one. If, if you put a, you made me decide today who the best coach in the NFL this year is, I think I'd go Dan Campbell. I, I, I love the story. I think he gets the most out of his team than anyone else. So it's funny. We had a conversation last week. If you want one coach in the foxhole, that's the guy, right? That's the guy, That's right? The guy I mean, I he, want. he feels yeah. like he would definitely be 100%. the guy. And so I don't disagree with you there. Let's go quickly to the AFC playoff picture. I'm going to take Baltimore off the table for you because sure. they're probably going to be the one seed. If they beat Miami this week, they will definitively be that. And they're playing well. They get the great road win at San Francisco, and the recency bias might creep in there. But give me a team that you would pick or bet on to come out of the AFC that you think could potentially win the Super Bowl if things break their way or if they play particularly well in the postseason in the AFC? Well, the obvious choice is Buffalo. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, and it's so obvious, it's like too obvious, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people are very down on Kansas City today, so I guess that would be my choice, and it's a very simple answer. They have Patrick Mahomes and nobody else does, but all of that being said, I haven't really loved the vibes from Mahomes and the Chiefs this year, and I don't want to say it's anything off the field. I just think when I watch them play, they don't look as focused, as polished, as clean as an Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes-led offense usually looks. You want to blame that on the receivers? Sure. You want to blame it on Taylor Swift? Fine. I don't know what the reason is. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not inside their heads. But when I watch them play, that offense looks different. And I think that's where, as much as I would love to buy low on the Chiefs, I struggle a little bit because of what I'm seeing on the sidelines. I completely agree with you. I think this team's defense has gotten far better. Oh, they're fantastic. The offense, they're a Super Bowl winning defense. Well, I mentioned when we came on the air. You look at this team now. They've played 15 games, and eight of those games they've scored 21 points or less. And they're still above 500 team. Yeah, absolutely. The Jets are what? The same kind of record. They're yeah. below 500 with the same kind of defense. You're, you're absolutely <laughs> right about that. Yeah, the Jets, in my opinion, have an even better defense. <laughs> yeah. and, and the way the AFC wildcard shakes out for the first round right now as it stands, Miami would host Indianapolis. The Bills would be at Arrowhead against oh, the Chiefs. Give me that and, game in the wild card and, round, please. They keep moving it up. Two, three years ago, it was championship, then yeah. division, and now it's going to be the wild card game. 
game. And I'll tell you what, though, and this is a team I would still look at. I, I'm just a believer in them because of their defense. The Browns would play at Jacksonville and Duval. I'll tell you right now, the Browns are going Browns in there and they're beating dangerous. them. The Brown, I think the, I, I agree that the Browns – I saw someone tweet at me a 60-1 to 1 Super Bowl ticket on the Browns recently, and I kind of poo-pooed it. Maybe give me a little more coming around to that notion right now, I well, guess. Better question, do you think that the Jaguars are going to win the AFC South? I, I think Trevor Lawrence right now, it is fair to question a lot of what's happening in Jacksonville. But he has the talent to turn it around. Well, it's funny. Our, one of our producers here, Britton Hess, who used to work with Mike Palm and I, yeah. does a great job. Britton, I like his nickname. He came up for, uh, for uh, Trevor Lawrence. He goes, Trevor Trubisky. He's yeah, like, high pick. The guy little, doesn't perform. Look, outside yeah. of that come-from-behind victory in which was a collapse by the Chargers last year. Bad Chargers yeah, it's exactly yeah. right. Exactly. What has Trevor Lawrence done? You're in a division that a team had the second pick and the fourth pick in the draft, and you are in a dogfight to win the division. The division is hurt. That's, yeah. Lawrence is the only starting quarterback from week one still starting for that division. You, you lost to Jake hurt. Browning, Joe Flacco, okay, Lamar Jackson, and Baker Mayfield. Three guys who were not playing as starters in the NFL yeah, last year Jacksonville is a sell for me in the playoffs for sure. I think Cleveland's deep. Well, another thing, too, when you get to the postseason, the quarterback play, the defense matters a lot. Absolutely. That's why you throw out a Jacksonville. And that's why Cleveland, I think, has a chance because their defense will keep them in a lot of these games. I would agree with you. Remember, the Colts have the Raiders this weekend in Indianapolis. The uh, Houston Texans take on the Tennessee Titans at home. They should have C.J. Stroud back in the mix. That will help them yeah. immensely. But Jacksonville gets a great opportunity because they play the Carolina Panthers at home. Yeah, and that's a game that if Jacksonville doesn't look great in and doesn't win, and someone's man, I'll tell you what, this is I've only this is only the second time I've done a show here. The Sigma Derby is special, huh? Whatever that thing's called. I, I got to be honest with you, I can't tell if they're winning or if they're getting murdered I over there. I have no idea, but that thing looks really exciting. I don't even know what it is. I think it's some kind of horse race video yeah. game type thing. It's, can you confirm isn't what that, that is? Isn't it like the like the only? It's not a it's not it's like a some video. Some kind of historic no. game. Yeah, it's I don't the only know one in the state of Nevada. Though. So, yeah, there I it know is it's, right there. Yeah. yeah, it's like a horse racing thing, right? It, it is, yes. Great shot there. When we come Good back stuff. on the other side, Mike Randall, Chief Content Officer, FDN. Remember, he gave you the best total bet of the NFL season, Raiders-Chargers. That thing was over in the first half, and the Raiders scored 63. Mike Randall, when we come back. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated.